Hi, I'm Roz Walker, ex-corporate working mom turned stay-at-home mom boss. But it wasn't that long ago that I was crying my eyes out in the parking lot at work, having just dropped off my baby at daycare. I remember crying out to God, asking him to help me find a way to be home with my child. Now, after many failed attempts and fervent prayers, my dreams finally became a reality. I've been home with my now two kids for over 13 years, even after unexpectedly becoming a widow. I started the Mom's Roadmap Home podcast to help you create an actionable step-by-step roadmap based on biblical strategies to successfully transition from working mom to stay-at-home mom, avoiding all the pitfalls that delayed my journey. If you're a mom who is ready to take that step in faith toward the dream God has placed in your heart, you're in the right place. Come on, let's get started in creating your roadmap home. Welcome back, mamas. By looking at today's episode title, it might seem that it's going to get a bit controversial. And you might be sitting there wondering, where is she going with this topic? But I'm guessing that the majority of you listening today have at least a small desire to be home with your kids. Now, I know there are a few of you listening who might be like I was when I first started my corporate job. I had no desire at all to be a stay-at-home mom. Even after I first got married, I did not have any thoughts of becoming a stay-at-home mom. I enjoyed my corporate job and I had plans to work my way up in management. So what changed my mind? God, (laughs) he worked through several different Christian radio programs and the guests on those programs that I used to listen to on my commute to and from work. There would be story after story from women who made the transition from work to home. And I would hear those almost, (laughs) it seemed like daily. But it was one of the messages that really stood out to me. And that was about God's call to moms to the mission field. That's right, a mission field. Have you ever wanted to be a missionary, like to travel to some distant land and share God's love with the people there? I tell you, I did when I was young. I mean, young. I used to see those commercials that had the kids in faraway lands and they looked hungry. Some were crying. There'd be flies flying all around them. And those commercials used to move my heart as a young girl. I would just dream about going over there as a missionary someday so I could help those children. Well, mamas, God's calling us to be missionaries too. In Matthew chapter 28, verses 19 and 20, you've heard these. It says, Go, therefore, and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. God calls us to the work of making 
disciples. God invites us to partner with him in spreading the good news that Jesus saves. And that good news, Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 and 9 talks about it. For by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing. It's the gift of God, not a result of your works, so that anyone may boast. It's a gift of God. As I said, God has called us moms to be missionaries, to partner with him in spreading the good news. But he's not calling us to go across the world. Wait, well, he may be calling some of us or some of you to go across the world. I know he didn't call me there yet, even though as a young child, I wanted desperately to go. But some of us, he's not calling to go across the country, not even across the state. For many of us, our mission field is right in our home. We are called to make disciples of, yep, you guessed it, our children. What does discipling our children mean? I asked that when I first heard this concept. And this is a definition I heard that I like the most. Discipling involves transferring the knowledge of God and his word to others, in our case, our children, through every moment of life. This is teaching them about Jesus, leading them to be baptized, and encouraging them to share Jesus with others. And we do this just through living life with them, modeling for them what we are praying they become. Mamas, this is the most important assignment we have been given. God wants us to partner with him in teaching our children about the gift of salvation and then in leading our kids to accept this gift from God. What an awesome responsibility we've been given. And now the question becomes, just how are we supposed to do this? Hey there, Mama. I just want to interrupt for only a minute. I have a resource for you today that will help you in your mission of making disciples of your children. It's a free printable guide that gives you 60 activities to help lead your children to Christ. And y'all, it's a good one. I poured my heart into this one and it's ready for you to use at any time. Just head on over to roskwalker.com forward slash the number two download. That's roskwalker.com forward slash two download. And it will take you right to the opt-in page to get the freebie. I think you'll love it. Okay, mamas, let's talk about just how we make disciples of our children. What are some practical steps to do this? Well, in Deuteronomy chapter six, we are reminded that we are to obey God's commands and to teach them diligently to our children. Okay, here's exactly what it says. Deuteronomy chapter six, verses six and seven. It says, and these words which I command you today shall be in your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, 
when you lie down and when you rise up. Okay, so this is what God is telling us we are to do, how we teach our children. The first step, you talk about God's commands or what God is asking us to do while you're around the house. One practical way to do this or how this could look is cooking. Maybe invite your children to cook with you. And moms, I know if they are little, man, that takes a lot more time out of your day, but it's so worth it. So say you're cooking a dish that requires some salt. Talk about how the Bible says we are the salt of the world. Then let them taste the dish before you add the salt. Hmm, how's that taste? A little bland, not as good. Then let them help you sprinkle some salt on the dish and then taste it again. How's it taste now? And they'll say, oh, more flavor or something like that. Then you can go to the Bible and talk about Matthew chapter 5, verses 13 and 14, where it says, you are the salt of the earth. But what good is salt if it's lost its flavor? Can you make it salty again? And it goes on to say that we are the light of the world. And then talk to their children about how we are to be salt. Just like the salt that was added to the dish made it better, more flavorful, more enjoyable. Then we like that salt wherever we go. We should make places better, more enjoyable. We should add a joy that people want to be around. And that's how we can be salt of the earth. Any example like that, while cleaning, while cooking, just around the house, think of ways to talk about Jesus. Now, the second way Deuteronomy 6 tells us is to talk about God's command when you walk by the way or when you're traveling, running errands, out at the park. Just look for opportunities to talk about God. Let's say you're out at the park, you're out in nature. Well, talk about the days of creation and ask, what day did God create dogs or trees or the sun or one of the items? And then ask, God, ask your kids, why do they think God created all of those things? And then bring in God's love. The third way Deuteronomy talks about is to talk about God's commands when you lie down and rise up. Family worship is what I think about when you talk about rising up and lying down. Family worship is one of the most important times that we can spend as a family morning and evening. And family worship, in my opinion, should be non-negotiable. Our goal is to lead our children to Christ. And family worship is one of the best places to begin that. Now, your kids will go through stages when they're little, they'll probably love coming to family worship, especially if you have fun and engaging and exciting um, worship themes or activities to do. And we should make it fun and engaging and interesting. But you may find for some that when they hit those teenage years, they may not be as excited about family worship. They might even seem a little annoyed that you pulled them away from something else. They're phone maybe and they may seemingly resent having to go to family worship but mamas let me tell you stay consistent but maybe you can find some bible studies 
that include discussions created for teens. I found that that was one of the best ways to get my teens involved is taking a subject out the Bible, but discussing how that impacts them in their everyday life and letting them talk. And let me tell you, they love to give their opinions and their thoughts, especially if it's talking about something that's going on in their lives and then how the Bible is supposed to relate to it. But here's the kicker. You have to just listen and let them talk. You can ask questions, but if they say something that you don't quite agree with, don't jump in to correct them. Make a note of it, a mental note, and then later you can come back to that topic and discuss it. But at that moment, let them talk. Let them get out what they're thinking, and that gives you a really good idea of what's going on in their hearts and allows you to plan for next discussions and which Bible text that you're going to bring to them. I have found that if I jumped in to correct, that would shut down the open conversation. That would make them feel like they have to be careful about what they say. And we want them to be able to talk. You want to be able to know what's in their heart. So listen, make that mental note. Come back to it at the next worship and talk about that, that item where maybe they have, um, they don't have as good an understanding as they need. But in everything, stay consistent. Stay consistent. Even if it seems like they aren't paying much attention, keep having family worship. Pray and read scriptures with them. Um, reading the scriptures, it, this is a great opportunity for dad to lead. And, and actually, the whole family worship is a great opportunity for dad to lead. But moms, listen, if your husbands are reluctant or maybe not even have an interest in family worship, don't nag or fuss. Don't do it. <laughs> Take it from me. Take your concerns to God. You may be feeling some type of way because they don't want to have family worship and you're tempted to open your mouth and tell them all the reasons why they should and all the reasons why you don't like the way that they're handling it. But don't do this. Bottle that stuff up. Shut your mouth. Go to a private place in your home or sit in your car and tell God about it. Pray earnestly for your husband and tell only God about your concerns that he's not leading out. Ask God to change his heart. Ask God to give you patience and to give you grace for him and pray for him. Now, in the meantime, don't let your family worship go. Mama, you just lead out. You take your children and every morning and every evening and you sit down and you have worship with them. Now, don't make a big deal about it. Don't be like, come on, kids, we're going to have worship together because daddy don't want to do it or daddy's too tired or daddy doesn't want to come with us. No, don't do that. Just continue to pray to God about daddy. But take your kids and let that be an example to him. Be consistent and let your kids enjoy worship and know that this is so important. I've seen where kids have 
gone to daddy and told them things about what they learned in worship and, and asked dad, why aren't you here with us? We want you here with us. And it was the example and the encouragement of the kids that changed his heart. Well, God working through the kids, that changed his heart. But keep doing it, mamas. Have that worship. Pray for your husbands and fight the urge to fuss and nag. Be faithful. And let me tell you, God will bless your efforts. Will he change dad's heart in every situation? Maybe not because he has his own power of choice. However, I have seen where God has miraculously changed hearts in my own experience and in the experience of people and friends that I know. So keep praying and you keep being faithful. God will bless your efforts. So mamas, this is our mission. We are called to disciple our children. This is our opportunity to partner with God in molding the characters of our children so that they reflect God's character. We have to take this call seriously. It's vital that we capture our children's hearts while they're still young, before the world comes in and paints its ugly, hurtful, and sinful strokes on our children's hearts. We want them to be so filled with Jesus that they will stand strong no matter what. Now, Mama, you have to decide if you can do this work, if you can fulfill this call to disciple your children while still working outside the home. Maybe you're using every available moment to transfer the knowledge of God and his word to your children. And you do that with every moment that you have available with them. Or you need to decide if you need to make that transition to full-time at-home mom so that you can pour into your children all throughout the day, transferring the knowledge of God, modeling to them what a Christian is. This is between you and God. God will call us to different paths. If you hear God's voice calling you to come home full time with your children, don't ignore that voice. Even if it's a faint whisper or faint dream in your heart, work towards it, mamas, because God knows what's best for our kids. We need to listen to him, even if it seems impossible or too difficult. I can do it. He can make a way. Your responsibility is to follow where he leads you. Pray about it, mama. Pray earnestly and ask God what his will is for you. And if he leads you home, just know I'm here to help you in every step of your journey home. So mamas, we have our mission and I'm sure you're eager to begin implementing what you've learned today. Be sure to grab a copy of today's freebie. It will help you implement everything we talked about today. Again, just head on over to roskwalker.com forward slash the number two download. Now in the next episode, we will talk about what the data says about the types of parents who raise children who are spiritually strong and what those parents did to get those results. 
you don't want to miss that episode. So I'll see you back here next time. Thank you, sweet mama, for listening in today. I'm so grateful for you. If you found value in today's episode, please be sure to leave a review if you haven't already. I would love to hear your thoughts about this podcast. And please share this episode with another mom who might be looking for a step-by-step plan for leaving the workplace to come home to her kiddos. I'll see you on the next episode for more tips and strategies for creating your roadmap home.